Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. Thank you all so much for joining us today. It is greatly appreciated. My name is Joe Fortenball, and here's what we have coming up on our College Football Championship Weekend Podcast. In just a few minutes, we're going to go out to the Las Vegas desert to talk with a good friend of mine, pro sports better and handicapper Ace Corrales. He's going to tell us where the pros are betting their money this weekend. We're going to follow that up by bringing down the curtain with three picks of our own for championship weekend. But first, as we do in each and every college football podcast, it's time for the Sharp 600 Upset Alert. We'll get to the upset alert in just a moment, but first I wanted to share this nugget with you. This comes from Mark Lawrence on his Twitter account, at Mark Lawrence. Mark's been on our show before, good friend of mine, one of the best handicappers in the business. This was a nugget he had in his Playbook Football newsletter. Quote, there have been a total of 30 same-season rematches in college football conference championship games, meaning two teams that met during the regular season met again in the conference championship game. For example, Georgia-Auburn and TCU-Oklahoma this weekend. Lawrence continues, there are seven of them this year. For your information, the old FYI, the team that lost the first game has gone 12-18 and straight up and 13-17 and against the spread in the rematch. Keep that in mind anytime you're at a bar or you're out with some buddies and they're trying to tell you about the revenge factor. Perhaps it means something, but at least in these instances, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Thank you. Big shout out to Mark Lawrence for that information. Now, back to the upset alert. Be very careful with this pick, please. The last time we made one of these, it was Washington State over Washington. The Huskies rolled Mike Leach and the Cougars in a game I turned off before the half. It was that ugly. So right now, the upset alert, 5-5-1 against the number this season. It's not even profitable, so be very careful. But here's what we're thinking. It's not a major upset, but Georgia plus two over Auburn. Auburn is officially on upset alert. After last Saturday's 26-14 win over Alabama, every square in Vegas this weekend is going to run to the counter to bet on Auburn in the SEC title game. Don't get caught up in what is no doubt an overpriced Tigers squad. First off, this game's not going to be taking place at Jordan-Hare Stadium, which is without question where Auburn has played its best football this season. Second, the physical and emotional toll the Alabama win took on this program is going to become more than evident in the second half of Saturday's game against Georgia. And lastly, just look at the early action in this game to give you an indicator of where the sharp money is at. Auburn opened minus three, and it's now down as low as minus one in some spots. At the moment, plus two is still out there for Georgia. So this week's upset alert, Georgia plus two, Auburn, you've been warned. One of my best friends in the business, a pro sports better and handicapper living in Las Vegas. You can follow him on Twitter at Greek underscore gambler. Ace Corrales joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ace, as always, it is an absolute pleasure to get to speak with you today. But more importantly, a little birdie told me you might be on TV Saturday night. Brother, tell me about it. Yeah, well, you know, I... I love the fight game, both boxing and MMA, and I write for the game, and today I, I have the privilege of covering the sport because of that, but I've always loved it, um, and through, uh, I, I've done John Annick's podcast a few times in Kenny, with Kenny Florian, and I was able to do the, the Mayweather-McGregor uh, after-fight show 
here in Las Vegas, and, and that was a lot of fun. And I got invited back tomorrow for uh, UFC 218. They're going to come via Skype and just going to give a couple uh, best bets out for tomorrow's card. So, yeah, pretty exciting for it. So with that in mind, is there any particular side we should maybe be looking for during UFC's card on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, I, I can tell you right now that the uh, wrong fighter opened up favorite in the Oliveira-Felder fight. It's uh, Charles Oliveira and Paul Felder. The wrong fighter opened favorite. That was Felder, and now they got it right with Oliveira, but it's still not high enough. Beautiful. All right, let's jump into some college football SEC championship. It's the rematch. Auburn is going to be taking on Georgia. Now, Auburn is a one-and-a-half-point favorite after this thing opened three. Any lean in the SEC championship game? Yeah, and here's a perfect situation, and we've seen it throughout the season, where I think you're going to get the, the, the so-called wise guys and betting syndicates on one side, and you're going to get the recreational betters public calling what you will on the other side. And the public's going to be on Auburn, and the Sharps have already taken Georgia. They, they At first, I thought they were going to wait to see if they get three, plus three, that key number. But it, once it appeared it wasn't going to happen, you saw some, some guys step up and fire. Because, again, you got to remember, these groups don't work together. Uh, they're all chasing the best number. And uh, they didn't get the three on Georgia, but definitely took some twos, two and a half. And that's why you're seeing one and a half. I agree with that. Listen, uh, what Auburn's done is absolutely amazing. But now you have to beat Georgia twice and Alabama in three out of four weeks. That's just, I think, very hard mountain to climb. And I just don't think Auburn's going to be able to get that done. Big Ten Championship, Wisconsin's undefeated, but they're a six-point dog against the Ohio State Buckeyes who are coming off the big win in the game against the Michigan Wolverines. Does Ohio State keep it rolling here? I really think they do. I could tell you for certainty that the, the betting syndicates got down on the under. Um, so in the couple accounts that I provide, they bet under 53, they bet under 52. Uh, Interested to see if it gets under that 51 number, if we see some buyback on the over. Uh, but I wasn't surprised that this line climbed up to six. I was surprised it opened as low as it did. I, I mean, offshore at Penny, it opened as low as two and a half. I saw some threes. I thought that was based on nothing more than perception alone, because I do not believe that any odds maker out there, their power ratings reflected that Ohio State should only be a three-point favorite over Wisconsin. In fact, I would venture a guess that nine out of ten odds makers or respected betters or wise guys have Ohio State in their top three. I, I think maybe Alabama and possibly Georgia would be the only teams as an underdog to Ohio State. I don't even think that as far as Georgia goes. Um, so that's where I was surprised at how low that line came up. Uh, but wise guys pounded Ohio State, and I still think six, six may not be high enough. Uh, I lean Ohio State. I think Wisconsin gets exposed. What they did has been phenomenal. You can only play who's in front of you, but let's tell it like it is. Look at their schedule. They've been double-digit favorites pretty much every single game except one, and that one was against, what, Michigan at home at that. So uh, the table's been set for them. Now we're going to see if they could, you know, get the job done. I don't think so. I like Ohio State. Big Ten championship notwithstanding, so many of these conference championship games this year feature rematches from the regular season. How much of that factors into your handicapping? I don't think the revenge really factors in because, listen, everybody wants revenge when they lose, and I think the guy that beat you knows that. So it's not like all of a sudden the, the, the team or the person that wants revenge is going to be able to get it because they're motivated to do so. Um, but I do believe that you have to factor it in um, 
because it's important. I believe the, the, the one advantage the team that lost may have is that they could go back to the drawing board where the team that won, their problem is what do we do different? I mean, everything we did worked, especially in the case of, you know, like Georgia, Auburn. What is Auburn going to change? They completely shut them down and closed them up. So how are you going to prepare differently? You're not. Georgia, on the flip side, they will have to. And so for Auburn, it may take a little while for them to figure out how Georgia's going to approach it. So you have to factor that in. But as far as saying the team that has revenge, that's that motivating factor that we could quantify, and it's worth backing them because of that, I think it's just good for talk. Kind of like motivation and and locker room stuff. Most professional athletes will tell you after about two minutes of the first quarter, that's all out the window, and, and you're back to playing football. Big 12 championship, Oklahoma laying seven against TCU. When these two got together the first time, TCU had a hell of a time trying to keep up with the Sooners who rolled. Do you see a repeat offense in this matchup? Yeah, and, and, and I mean, this team is legit, Oklahoma. Uh, here's the thing with TCU. I, I think they are being a li- slightly undervalued here. Uh, and, and the adjustment was based on that, final, which was only, what, two and a half weeks ago. So I I understand it, but I don't think it's warranted. And here's what I mean. You look at that number they met the first time, it was five and a half, you know, at Oklahoma. Now they're playing at Arlington, kind of neutral field, we'll say. Uh, Oklahoma's now opened a seven and a half point favorite. Um, That's a major adjustment. I don't, I really don't think it's warranted off of 60 minutes of football. If your power ratings reflect that and you bet Oklahoma, then I understand it. But if, if your reasoning is because of how easy a time they had the first time and now you know the spread's pretty close to that I don't think that that should be a driving factor I think there's a, a different game completely for TCU they have nothing to lose in everything the game for Oklahoma all the pressures on them I believe they've had that pretty much all season but now it's it, I think it's a little more so and at seven I could look to the dog or pass for me I, I love this Oklahoma team don't get me wrong I think they're, they're where they should be maybe even underranked uh, but this number is a little bit too high to give TCU. For me, it's TCU or pass. ACC championship win and you're in. Miami catching nine against Clemson. The Hurricanes coming off that devastating loss at Pittsburgh last week. Is there going to be a hangover effect here? Yeah, we, we know what happens usually with teams like that. You know, when they get their first loss, it's that dream crush. You know, believe me, even a team like Miami or which comes into the season, you kind of don't go into the season no, believing you're going to win the national championship. Granted, you want to. But teams like Alabama, Clemson, they went into the season expecting to win the national championship. But once you're 8-0, 9-0, and you start reading it and seeing it and hearing it, you start to believe it. And Miami started believing it, and they started showing that on the field, um, you know, and getting it done and all the hype and the hype train. But then all of a sudden, it got derailed by Pittsburgh. Usually teams like that, it is the hangover effect, the dream crusher game, and not that much time to get over it puts them in a bad spot, and that's why I I could understand the money that came in on Clemson right away. Uh, This line's a little bit too high now for my liking to back Clemson, but it gives me no reason to take Miami. But what I do think is the under, I think, offers a lot of value. Because if the one thing about Miami is this, you're not going to score a lot of points on them. I mean, even the good teams don't put up a lot of points on Miami. And we know about Clemson's defense when they show up, other than the 31 they gave up to NC State, they're not going to give up too many points. So I, I, I know the total dropped a little from what it opened at. The betting syndicates got involved. I think they're on the right side, and I still think this total is a little bit too high. I like the under in Miami-Clemson. Mountain West Championship, Boise State hosting Fresno State. 
State, Boise a nine and a half or eight and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. Over under forty nine and a half to fifty. Jeff Tedford has done a remarkable job at Fresno this season. They beat the Broncos last week in Fresno, but now the game's taking place in Boise. How do you like this one? Yeah, and, and this is one of those, you know, Boise was that team for years, you know, the outside looking in, always had a great program. It's lost some of its luster the last couple seasons, um, but with that said, here they are uh, playing a 9-3 and Fresno State team uh, like you just touched on. They just played, and I think that's what makes this game so interesting. You know, you look at that game, and you had, what, Boise, a, a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Fresno? I mean, to me, that was a big number, and now you're looking at nine, nine and a half. The adjustment was made. Obviously, this one's being played in Boise, and Fresno won that one outright. Um, personally, I think Boise gets it done here. Um, it's, something tells me they're the much better team, and the, because of Fresno getting that just last week, I give the advantage here to Boise State. Not a game that I love, not a game that I bet, um, but this line's dropping, open 9.5, down to 8.5. If it keeps dropping, if the public jumps on that Fresno State team and it keeps dropping, I'm going to look to Boise. And I don't like teasing in college football. It doesn't offer the value at all that it does in the NFL, but this one may be a sign I look at at Boise State teasing. Follow him on Twitter at Greek underscore gambler, pro sports better and handicapper living in Las Vegas. Ace Corrales joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ace, I love you. Thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck this weekend. Can't wait to watch you on the pre-fight show tomorrow, my friend. Love you more, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, and uh, best of luck to all. Do damage. Make some money this weekend. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. Ha, ha, ha. It's actually kind of sad when you think about it. The next time after this segment that we talk college football picks, it's already going to be bowl season. Let's make it count. Game number one, Conference USA, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's Florida Atlantic laying 11 against North Texas. Lane Kiffin's Owls have been smoking fools since that 34-31 loss at Buffalo back on September 23rd to the tune of eight straight wins by an average of 22 points per contest. And let's not forget the fact that Florida Atlantic has covered six spreads during that aforementioned eight-game streak, with one of those coming against this very same North Texas team via a 69-31 annihilation. The Mean Green have had a nice season capped off by four straight point spread covers, but there are only so many corrections you can make after surrendering a total of 804 yards, which is exactly what happened the last time these two teams got together. We're laying the 11 with Florida Atlantic. Game number two, the Mountain West Championship, 4.45 p.m. Pacific, 7.45 p.m. Eastern. Boise State against Fresno State. The total here is 49.5. It's a fairy tale season for my co-worker Lorenzo Neal's Bulldogs, who have ripped off four straight wins, including last Saturday's 28-17 upset special over this same Boise State program that will now play host in the rematch for the conference championship. But beating the Broncos in Boise is no small task as this squad is averaging a healthy 30.6 points per game at home this year. Last week, Boise and Fresno combined for just 45 total points. But with nothing to lose and everything to gain in the conference championship matchup, expect both squads to let it rip while emptying their respective playbooks for four full quarters. We're going over the total 49.5 Boise State-Fresno State. 
Game number three, the ACC Championship, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Clemson laying nine against Miami. The U still has a terrific shot at the 14 playoff with a win in this spot over top-ranked Clemson. But what makes you believe these guys will bounce back from last week's atrocious 24-14 upset loss at Pittsburgh, despite the fact that they were 12-point favorites? Miami has been walking a very fine line all season, and despite the ultra-impressive 10-1 record, the Canes have covered the number just twice over their last seven outings. As for Clemson, the Tigers have been wrecking shop ever since that 27-24 upset loss at Syracuse back on October 13th with five straight wins by an average of 24 points per contest. Additionally, Clemson's 9-1 against the spread over their last 10 neutral site games and 4-1 against the number over their last five games against Miami. The defending champs are headed back to the playoff. Give us Clemson minus nine. That's it, boys and girls. This installment of the Sharp 600 is complete. Thank you so much for your time. If you get an opportunity, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. We're also up on Spotify these days. Big things for the pod. But until next time, be well and best of luck.